At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Knowledge is about to be dropped on your head. Hey, yo. Bright lights, I'm ready for the big stage. Like an uppercut to the chin. Here's Red Butler from Pretty Left Hook. You know what it is? It's your guy Red Butler, and this is that Pretty Left Hook. We back, baby. You had to take a little hiatus, man. Your boy got tired, but it's crazy, because while I took my hiatus, my man's from Baltimore. Went back to Thailand. Dorian Price is in the goddamn building. What's up, D? What's up, brother? You know how we do, man. Let's get on here, man, and cause some controversy and upset some people, man. You know how the game go. Baltimore and Harlem connect. Here we are. <laughs> now, you made a whole lateral move. You went back to Thailand, man. You went Pattaya. You got the gym on one side of the street, the ocean on the other side of the street. I see big mountains. In who can't? Who can't? Who can't? I've left Pattaya, I'm brother. I went back. This is what I'm saying. He, be, he moves around so much. I got to check in daily just to understand where he's at. In the southeastern part of the world, yo, talk about Thailand, man. You back? You, this ain't nothing new for you, but you back? Why'd you make no. you back? What's going on? Well, hey, let's let's go into the Pattaya thing here. You know, originally I came back for the COVID situation, uh, and obviously to help uh, 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 my number one student, my brother, you know, like family to me, Matt Brown. He had a fight. He asked me to come back. At the time, I was working as a commentator. Uh, for a great guy. And uh, let's just say that uh, he allegedly assassinated another politician, um, which, you know, that can always hey, make your job yo. a little difficult. And business can kind of go downhill a little bit from that. But uh, COVID happened. Um, and I would like to say that man was a great man I was working for. And if I could break him out of jail, I would go <laughs> back to Max because he was really treating us like uh, <sighs> the Max community as, as, as family. He was awesome working for this for this individual. Homies. Now, all I, the homies. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Said free all the homies. Say it again, brother. Yeah, free all them jokes. Free all of them. All of them. And 
so I'm back. I came back. Opportunity presented itself to come back. You know, it was, it was only a matter of time. You know, I had a great experience. I was down with Master Lloyd, you know, so it was a great time to be back home in that, you know, DMV, Baltimore area to give back to the community, um, to also learn a lot and elevate myself as a coach um, with Master Lloyd and, and the amazing fighters that he had. So I'm still blessed with the opportunity um, and get to be around my mother and some of my family. However, Thailand's always calling me, you know, and, and like so many words. I understand now when the brothers used to come home and the old heads would be like, my parents were like, hey, they institutionalized. They've been in the joint so long that they didn't even know how to function in society. Yeah. I understand it now that I've left Thailand. I'm basically institutionalized, you know, and when I came back to the civilized, you know, to, to Western world, I never really fit in all the way. You know, I was still had that element of Thailand having been out here so long that I just never really got accustomed to being back there. So when the opportunity presented itself to come back here um, to work at uh, Southside Gym in Phuket, I, I jumped right on it to be the MMA coach. Um, it's another opportunity for me to further my my abilities and my craft and continue to to show like how, how good I am in this space. You know, at the, at the risk of sounding uh, cocky, I'm just going to speak facts. I do believe I'm one of the best coaches in the game. I mean, you know, you know, forget playing the humble role. I'm going to speak factual. And it's an opportunity for me to leave a, more of a mark on this on this MMA world. Yeah, talk your shit, man, from Phuket, man. Fuck Hell that. yeah. Talk your goddamn <laughs> shit, man. man. is in fucking Phuket. He's a whole half of Asian. Stop it. You see what the fuck mm -hmm. it is, man. We, we making it happen like that, motherfuckers. Um, you already know. I got to ask you this, man. So, Thailand, this is going to sound crazy. But yo, mm -hmm. that... They got a fucking reputation over there with some lady boys and all this crazy shit. Yo, what's going on over there? It's a lot going on in Thailand, B. I be seeing things on the internet and what they sound. They look real normal over there. I'm like, okay, what's actually happening? I'm seeing. I, I seen a thing where a lot of the guys are moving in from Europe, literally just for these yeah. life. It's a lot going on in Thailand, yo. Uh, that's not my lane, so I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just be honest. You might have to talk to some of the cats that moved around Pennsylvania Avenue back in the day. Oh, <laughs> shit. Got him. Yo, it's crazy. That ain't, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't really my lane, but it does exist over here. Uh, but you know what? The world now has become so damn topsy-turvy. Yeah. Uh, this shit is happening in America. I will say, you know, the good thing about Thailand, as opposed to what I've seen in the West when I was there, we having a problem in the West. Here, they're not pushing it on nobody. They're not indoctrinating kids in school with it. They're not trying to force this agenda. It's kind of like, hey, that's, that's them. If you move that way, move that way. We ain't forcing you down your throat. And they're not pushing for, we trying to be women, men. They're not pushing for nothing. They are what they are. And they'll tell you, hey, are you a woman? No, I'm a lady boy. Are you a man? No, I'm a lady boy. It's his own category. Oh, you want equal? No, I don't want equal rights. I want, I am what I am. I'm not trying to force myself into this gender or that gender. They be in their lane and the thing is, they're not trying to push themselves and nothing else. You know, you know, you see them. I'm sometimes sure I walk past some that's clearly, you can clearly notice some you don't even have any idea. They're not bothering me, so I don't bother them. You know how it is. It's like, hey, 
Nice. Coming in the hood, you know how it is in the hood. Keep your eyes closed, man. You I ain't seen nothing, man. I was looking, but I wasn't watching. Uh, absolutely. Now, it's interesting to me because just, you know, I've never been to Thailand. I'm coming out there, Thailand. Get ready for your boy, by the way. But yes, you are. <laughs> just understanding the culture, like, you told me now, trees are legal. You can smoke out there. Everything's good. They got dispensaries and all that. Player, there you can, boy, you can get your life out here. You can burn a forest. <laughs> they have it on every corner. And the, and the ties move funny when it comes to their business, man. They, they 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 mess around and and if there's a dispensary doing well on one side of the street, they'll build another one on the other side of the street. There's somebody that will come with an idea like let's build another one on the other side of the street, three doors down. So you might have six on one street. So there's no shortage. It's legal everywhere. Uh, they not they can't they not hemming you up for it. So it's pretty good. A lot different than when I used to allegedly. Uh, put some stuff in my bag and come back over. Uh, Notice I said allegedly. It may or may not have happened. <laughs> no face, no case. Um, there there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. We come. We definitely coming out there. But I want to talk about first of all, man. Lots has happened in the game. Let's go everybody first. PFL Professional Fighters League has purchased Bellator MMA. Before we start on that. Before we start on that. I want to say something, too, and I want to put a little public service announcement out there. We're going to call this the price of perspective here. It's no public service announcement. It's to fighters. Now, since I've been here, I notice a lot. And what I do notice is like the old college thing. Cats go away and they want to reinvent themselves. You know how it is. They be from, you know, wherever they from, D.C., and all of a sudden they're the biggest hustler, the what's the this, the that, the whatever. But they got no paperwork to prove it. And ain't nobody fact-checking. So what I want to start doing is for these fighters, we were, I'm going to call, we're going to start having paperwork parties. And this is what I'm talking about. Ooh. As a fighter, you got to start treating yourself as a business. And what that means is that any other job, if I'm applied to a job, the first thing they're going to ask me for is a resume. And then they're going to ask me for references to back up that resume. The resume for what I've done and why I'm qualified for that job. The references to co-sign that what I'm saying is actually factual. And too many fighters are just letting any coach show up and, and, and do some pads and maybe pimp themselves out. And these fighters are acting like like they bigger hookers than the ones on Pennsylvania Avenue. They <laughs> out here. You, know, um, you got to be from Baltimore to understand that reference. Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, they they get out it. here just yeah. they getting it. They put themselves out there. But none of these fighters are asking these guys, who have you worked with? What's your track record? Okay, well, if you work with this fighter, how many fighters, how many times have you worked with? Did you work with him once? Did he search you out or were you just happened to be at a gym where he happened to show up and you went out there and you prostituted yourself to give him pad work? Because any fighter likes free pad work. You know, these fighters got to start asking these questions like, I'm going to need to see some references. Like, okay, if you if you say in your style, show me your number one fighter so that I can see your style. What are you going to teach me? What am I going to learn? Who's your best represent representative of your style? For instance, if you was to ask me, I'm going to pull out Matt Brown. What am I learning? This is going to be the best representative of my style. This is what you're going to see. Matt Brown. There are other, plenty of other guys, but if you ask me, who's your reference? If I, you're going to show me, this is your resume. I want to see an actual body of work. Who are you, you know, here, this is my, this is my guy. This is the guy I'm putting first and foremost to what you're going to, this is the best representative for my style. But fighters aren't asking these questions. And these, 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 these we'll call them hooker coaches, these 
prostitute coaches is going to get these fighters hurting in the hospital because nowadays we live in this era where these cats in the U.S., they just, they, 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 they whores for the UFC. They, it's image over substance. They want so badly to get this as the kids say clout and get an Instagram post that they willing to lie, falsify all kinds of stuff about who they are just so they can get that spotlight in the UFC. I know plenty of fighters, plenty of coaches. I shouldn't say plenty. I know some coaches who've had help pass for fighters, snuck their way in the corner, and this fighter got sent to the motherfucking Astro Dome, unconscious. Hey. So they've gone, ain't want to fight with a guy because they don't have that coaching pedigree. And what I mean, I'm not saying everybody go got to go through that track record, but what you do have to do is, have you built up through the amateurs? Did you start in the regional level shows? Did you hone your craft? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Did you go through the wins and losses? I'll be the first to say there have been fights where the best example is I worked with a guy named Mickey Gall. The best example when he fought Mike Perry, I didn't even realize that I was just like Mickey was a jujitsu guy. And I'll admit that was one of the biggest mistakes I made because Mickey had one of the best fucking jabs I've ever seen. Mm. But I was so thinking of him being a, a jujitsu player. I was just training to stand up to be just enough to, uh, 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 get him competent on the feet and just get it to the to the to the to the to the ground so you know where he could work his his magic and he was magical on the ground but as time went on when I when I saw him in the fight you never know so much you see them in the fight when he's in the fight he's landing jabs kick where he out there moving his head like a, a conventional version of Pernell Whitaker he bobbed he turned Mike Perry into a wrestler he was catching him up so bad and I was saying to myself dang but I can admit 
that's a mistake I made, you know, because he still to this day has had one of the best jabs I have seen. But that's you live and you learn with Matt Brown. I have made mistakes along the way, but that's all in the process of being a coach. And I own up to the mistakes. I've also learned to let my ego go and get around these high level coaches, you know, my peers in the game and actually humble myself to learn. How do y'all do it? These guys that I've seen week in and week out, you know what we're talking about. This always at the UFC. They always got to fight it. They got a track record of you seeing them every weekend. You know them because you, you've been in the UFC game longer than I have. You know, you seeing these guys. And I've actually took my time to learn from them. So what I want these fighters now, we're going to start calling this like prison paperwork parties. we going up to these, go, if you're a fighter and you see this coach and this guy want to hold pass and do this, Y'all need to start because you are a business. I didn't know this. And a lot of my friends that's older in the game, we didn't realize that we were businesses until it got too late. Now we're in the era where these guys are, are businesses. They're making millions. The money's there now. You know, now so it's even more imperative that you fighters start pulling out, start asking for resumes. Start asking, especially when you're talking about striking coaches because in striking, you're playing with shootouts. You can get severely hurt, altered, and, and change for life if you don't have the right person in your corner giving you that knowledge and giving you that information. You know, let's look at the world of boxing, and we're going to talk about that later on, is that you can, you can get, in the world of striking and stand-up, when you when you up top working with it, you can seriously get injured and really hurt, and your life can be altered forever. So from now on, I want fighters to take it more concern. When these striking coaches start pulling up on them, start call we call it the paperwork parties. Start asking to show receipts. Who have you worked with? I'm gonna need to see who you work with. I'm gonna need to see your number one student that said, Did you say represent your style the best? And I'm gonna need his contact information so I can call him and contact him to make sure what you're telling me is 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 up front and copacetic. So that was my little that was my little tangent right there. But I say that because he was a fighter, and like I said. Uh, my brother, Matt Brown, I've been with him throughout his entire career from his first fight, even before all the way till eventually going to be a hall of famer. And I've seen people just trying like jump, like succubuses, trying to jump in there, jump when I see what happens when these guys are rising to the level. Um, so when you get to that UFC level, I want you guys to really start like, think about that paperwork parties. I coined that term. That's what, that's what we're doing now. We have a paperwork party. And if it don't add up, we stomp motherfuckers out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, keep that same energy. Yeah, let's get it. Get them. Get them. Paperwork. No paperwork is a problem in the gym. It's a problem in the gym. Hey, we ain't trying to make this right this year. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love this, man. I think this is real. I mean, what you're talking about is accountability. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. once UFC jumped off, and even what we're about to get into with PFL buying Bellator, it, it's only saying that the game is rising, mm -hmm. right? Little guys are now becoming bigger guys, buying big guys. Pause. And this is going to be bring out more imposters. You know, imposter syndrome is a real thing. But you know what's funny about imposter syndrome? Yes. Take imposter syndrome and actually own being fucking imposters. They cool with it. There's people out here that don't, that feel right. like they put together no body of work. They just got to finesse their way into a relationship and turn themselves into an yeah. instant price. That's some bullshit, man. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody want to put in that groundwork. Nobody want to put in that legwork now. We live in the age where I'm going to say it, it's image over substance. People want the image and don't have the substance to back up that image. They hoping they can create that false image, that smoke and mirrors, and they hoping that somewhere along the line that substance is going to come. Nah, I had the substance. Now I'm starting to get the image after all these years in this game. 
I can't tell you how deep. You know how far we go back. We go back to when Dana White had hair crooked teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the hair and the crooked teeth, man. That was the best era too, yo. For real. They they kind of Yes, it was. I'm glad they blew up. I'm glad the fighters are getting more money allegedly. But at the same time, that was the best era. That's when UFC was like a family. And it's funny because yep. they grew so big that they started antagonizing other people and getting into this PFL thing. I'm going to tell you, when PFL was MMA World Series of Fighting, I remember Randy Couture, Ray Seth, and those guys being, mm -hmm. you know something? We fought. And shout out to the shout out to the Browns of Dave Branch. Yeah, of course. Two division world champion. Right. My, my brother does not get enough credit. Brother, Dave Branch was yeah. one of the first to not only win two titles, but right. he defended both of them. And that brother does not get enough credit, especially when you look at his life. And this is something that bothers me, especially in our community, because they should have put that brother, one, when he came to the USC, they didn't move him right. But they right. should have took that brother and moved him in such a way because you're talking about a guy, if you look at his life story, I mean, that dude was like uh, uh, in the same, at one point, the same group home that Mike Tyson was in. Uh, right. Used martial arts to change his life for the better. And I tell you what, being around that guy, man, like I said, you know, everyone knows no secret, like, I'm a purple belt under Dave. Uh, you know, I worked with him for, for, for years. That is one of the smartest, smartest brothers I have ever met. Just people in general. I mean, this dude is like fucking Bill Nye, the science guy. And you would never think that. Never think that. He makes gadgets. He can do stuff. And as far as being a complete martial artist, he's one of the completest. But he never got his just due. And I want to make sure that, you know, that brother don't, 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 uh, uh, did he know as long as I'm, I got air in my body, I'm, I'm going to make sure he get his just due. As long as all, all, all my brothers out there that I consider. Branch, you that guy, man. We love you, man. Keep it rocking, man. Yo, I'm going to tell you, now the game is changing big time. PFL, which used to be MMA World Series of Fighting, comes from fighters. Mm -hmm. Wanted to look at the game from a fighter's perspective, not from a corporate perspective. And the fact that yeah. you know, they had a couple corporate changes and this and that. They had some, some, some weirdos in the mix. I ain't going to lie. But mm -hmm. remember they had when they started bringing in Clarissa Shields and people start uh, boxers started trusting them to become MMA fighters and all of that. The writing was on the wall. Yeah, Bellator. One thing I'm gonna say that Antonio McKee told me a long time ago was Bellator will get you paid, but they're not gonna make you a star. And I think PFL mm -hmm. figured out quickly how to let fighters grow at their own pace. I think the tournament system worked well for them, and now they done bought. Mm -hmm. It used to be looked at as the number two in the world for MMA. That's crazy. And I think they smart because they're going to keep it around yeah. and just do like eight fights a year international is looking like. But I'm going to still salute Scott Coker because Scott Coker keeps people employed. He kept the thing going for a long time. You know what I'm saying? When he went from Strike Force to Bellator. And if it was time to go, it was time to go. But at the end of the day, I like the fact that Dana White got to be a little knowy right now. He's a little nervous because he already sold out. He's, you know, now mm -hmm. never owns uh, WWE and the UFC, I think that's a bad look. Even though it's a good look for fighters looking to transition into another career in retirement, maybe go to yeah. easier. But the fact that UFC is aligned with the fake, as real as it gets, as fake as it gets, for me was always a weird yeah. But whatever, it's business. But the PFL knows UFC is looking a little more watered down. All the stars are getting up out of here. Sean Strickland is weird. Mm -hmm. A lot of the champions is weirdos. They looking at it like, you know what, we can we can do a lot with this. And Francis Ngannou, shout out to him, looked like an all-star against Tyson Fury. <laughs> Made the move against the UFC at the top of his career as a champ over there. And he's <laughs> PFL. 
So everything is lining up correctly business-wise, circumstances-wise for PFL. But for me, it starts from the fighters, Randy Couture, Ray Seppel, and others who put the core network together to get PFL where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I'm big into what the PFL is doing. I like how they acquire Bellator. Uh, I think I think what they're what they're doing is is phenomenal. I like the million dollar tournament. Um, uh, congratulations to two guys I have a lot of respect for, Empa, and winning that million dollar tournament, and uh, Jason Jackson for winning the Bellator uh, title. Um, had the opportunity to do a little work with both of them guys, but they're just two solid, solid brothers right there. Um, so uh, much success to them, and also you know Henry Hoof down there producing uh. uh one hell of a staple down there. But I think competition is good. You got to have competition. I think Dana right now, here's the thing where I think it gets a little bit wet. You know, maybe people putting a little too much into it just yet. I like to see where they fit into this space. What are they going to do? Because right now, you got to look at like uh, uh, the USC, we all know the company. It's like Q-tips, you know what I mean? Or, or Kleenex. You walk into a store or, or you walk in, you know, and let's say I'm around, you know, Matt or whatever. And Matt made this good point and good analogy. It's like when he's out and somebody asks him, like, oh, that's that UFC fighter. They don't say MMA. We all know the sport. So <laughs> UFC is synonymous with that. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how many times I'm with guys and, like, you know, they're like, oh, that's the, those are those UFC guys or those ultimate fighters. You know, nobody says MMA anymore. So right then, the UFC has such a hold on it. It right. is going to be interesting. How, Bella, how PFL now can maneuver because they have talent and how do they build those stars? Um, if they can take a move like Pride did, now Pride was phenomenal in building uh, stars. I actually, I like the 1FC and how they're moving in this space right here, especially in Asia. I like what they're doing. Yeah, And they have a competition in the market that the UFC cannot compete with. In order for the UFC to compete with them, they would literally have to change their entire model, right. their model, their business model. And what I mean by that is the UFC does MMA. They don't do kickboxing. They don't do tie boxing. They don't do grappling super fights. The right. 1FC, not only do they produce MMA, and let's be honest, you know, the UFC is the gold standard for MMA, you know, at least thus far as it stands. The best in the world. If you want to test yourself, you're going to have to get to the UFC. But the UFC cannot compete with the one FC when it comes to kickboxing because the, they have the best in the world. Right. High boxers, the best in the world, exist in this country that I'm in currently. The one FC has cornered that market, so they always have first dibs on that. And they're signing some of the best grapplers in the world. And they're putting them all on one show. So you, what you have is you have like kind of like a, a pot of gumbo for everybody. You got if you got you got fans just pure grappling, you got something for them. You got kick you want just pure kickboxing and Muay Thai fans, you got something to whet their appetite. You got guys for the MMA, you can whet their appetite as well. So they can do all that on one show. So they can pull from an entirely different fan base. And they focusing on the fighters. So I'm real interested to see how they move and how they move into this space and fit. And I know they're trying to go to America. I've heard rumblings of them having uh a little bit of financial difficulties, but if they can keep, at least from the appearance standpoint, like they're doing, I'm interested to see how they move. I'm interested to see the PFL because competition is good. Competition is only going to increase. Hey, Frank Lucas needed Nicky Barnes. <laughs> Big facts. 
Hell you yeah. know, competition only helps you rise. You need that competition or you're going to get complacent. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's real talk. You man. look at everybody. And you yeah. need that antagonist. You know what I mean? I need a Frazier. You got to have that guy, you know? Without that, that's what brings out the greatness. So with these other shows starting to rise, and because I have so many guys long-term in this sport, you know, guys currently in there, I'm so entrenched with, you know, having so many real friends, people I, could, I really care about in this sport. Uh, I like that they have opportunities to get a bag. So they not just be holding to, hey, it's either the UFC or, you know, or bust. They got to get a bag over there. They can get a bag over there. I want them to have as many opportunities to go get the bag as possible because they got to feed their family. So I'm interested to see where this go. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Nah, me too, man. Salute to everybody over there. The game is getting crazy. We love it. We love it. You know, switching over to boxing. David Benavidez. Let's do it. Damn thing. Beat Demetrius Andrade, knocked Demetrius Andrade out or made him put on a stool, I should say. Demetrius Andrade never never lost the fight. Defensive as hell. Great fighter. You know what I'm saying? Not, not super flashy. Just really understands how to hit and not get hit. David Benavidez gave him the blues, yo. Like that was a that was a great fight. It just really showed who this guy is. And on top of that, it now forces Canelo, whether it be through the WBC to so he can unify the titles <clears throat> or just the mm-hmm. fact that both Mexican and Mexicans don't play that ducking shit. If you gonna if you're gonna be a top tier Mexican boxer, you gotta fight the best. And if the best the best is another Mexican, now we're talking about De La Hoya versus Julio Cesar Chavez type of energy in terms of how they're mm-hmm. coming at it. So we know that Canelo Alvarez um has a three-fight deal with Premier, Premier Boxing Champions, excuse me. He did one with Jamel Charlo. It bombed, people hated the fight. It was a one-sided, lopsided affair. Jamel Charlo looked like he was scared to engage. Now he got two fights left. They really set this up for Canelo and Benavidez. So now that that has happened, right, now that we have the the, the, the way made for that to occur, Canelo, if Canelo doesn't um, announce or try to make this fight with David Benavidez for his next bout in Cinco de Mayo, people are going to start calling bullshit with this man's career. And, and I hate to say that because Canelo is such an ill champion, but this is now his Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford moment. 
right? You can't really say – you could say it was him and Triple G, and I'll give people that because mm-hmm. that was a pretty evenly matched fight. But now he's undisputed. And if you're going to yes. be undisputed, and this is why I say Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, Errol, I mean, Terrence Crawford was undisputed once, and then he met um, Errol, which everybody thought was the fight, to become undisputed again. For David Benavidez, mm-hmm. this is that moment to be that guy. And for Canelo, this is the only guy everybody's convinced. A lot of people are convinced this is the guy that's going to get him. What does it say about mm-hmm. Alvarez to you if he doesn't decide to fight David Benavidez next? I'm actually really want to hear your thoughts because I know you've been around and involved in this boxing world for so long. And congratulations. I know you're in the boxing writers. Are you in the boxing writers uh, Hall of Fame now? Or if I'm not mistaken, you. you... I'm, in a, I'm in the Boxing Writers Association of America and I have a Hall of Fame vote. So I get to vote guys into the Hall of Fame. So obviously, for me, that's a huge and honor. You will be... That's the pinnacle of boxing career. And my one little vote can yes. make my whole man's career solidified. You know what I mean? So that's that's big for me, for sure. And I salute you for that. And I know you're going to be in that Hall of Fame at some point. Hey. But I know you work. You know what I mean? Hey, I know the, the melanin doing great things, ain't it? Uh-uh. And melanin, boy. We outside. I'm kind of, because I know you, I know you've been around for so long. You've been backstage with these boxes at these high shows. You know, you've been around the premier boxing. You work with all these guys. Um, I'm kind of interested in hearing your thoughts. Does it tarnish Canelo's legacy? How would the Mexicans uh really take to him because we as we all know the mexicans they are like they love their fighters they love their boxing and they love their boxers um and they 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 love the pride and that courage that the mexicans have shown throughout the years that willingness to take and fight anybody right. what do you think it does to 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 his legacy because he's done been a great representative thus far for the mexican community no, I think it absolutely would be a big blemish. You know, people have been calling for this fight for let for maybe two years. So at the end of the day, boxing is a business and it's the wild, wild west. The circumstances have mm-hmm. to occur correctly. Demetrius Andrade, you got to give him respect because, honestly, that was a difficult challenge for him to face David Benavidez. He was trying to be great and become a three-weight-class world champion. So at the end of the day, yes. that's a huge feat, right? Right now, you got a lot of guys trying to be great. You got Devin Haney being great, Shakur Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many guys, especially these young guys, Tank Tank Davis clearly, that's doing amazing things for the sport that David Benavidez is mm-hmm. one. And at the end of the day, Canelo's been doing well for so long, he's looked virtually unbeatable yeah. until he ran into um, Dimitri Bivol. But that was him trying to do something spectacular, be a light heavyweight, just because he dusted off Sergey Kovalev. Dimitri Bivol is nice. You know what I mean? Like, this was this was a huge challenge. So we don't even count that loss, sadly. Just like when he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Look, at the end of the day, those were phenomenal feats. I mean, Floyd is clearly on a whole nother wavelength than Dimitri Bivol. But at the same time, Dimitri Bivol is a natural light heavyweight. So we knew that was a strength mm-hmm. for him. But at super middleweight, Canelo's found his stride. Just like he found it at middleweight when he was when he was beating Gennady Golovkin. So at the end of the day, at this point in time in his career, he needs a challenge like this. Plus, let's keep it real. Canelo's made a lot of money. He don't really need to do this for too much longer. So if you're going to um, – yes. what your last couple joints are going to be, and you got two fights right now with PBC, you definitely want that to be for the for David Benavidez first fight, and if the fight goes phenomenal, then you have a rematch. That's going to be the most money. On top of that, the mm-hmm. good thing about Mexico and Mexican fans, it's a baked-in audience. They'll make you all the money you need, and then there's the world watching. Because Mexico – Yes. Is- 
ardently supportive of Mexican boxing. They come to Las Vegas or come wherever they're going to do this at. So I'm saying all that to say, yes, Canelo needs to fight David Benavidez. Look, Mike Tyson named this guy the Mexican monster. Okay? And David Benavidez said at the end of the fight, he jumped out the ring, hugged Mike, said, I'm trying to live up to the name you gave me. People respect Mike Tyson for raw animal aggression and for what he did. So at the end of the day, yeah. when you have a guy like that, you're talking about Mexican machismo and all of that. This is the highest level of masculinity and, and, and grace and power in the sport of boxing. Canelo, David Benavidez, Mexicans, this is this is what boxing is all about. And there's no other big mm-hmm. fight, really, to me, out there for Canelo. you got David Benavidez right here, right now. He has the belt for WBC. You are the undisputed champion. You have the belt. You got to unify. Once WBC makes it mandatory that they unify, now you have no excuses. And that's what the pressure now is on. Mauricio Suleiman, president of WBC, to make it mandatory for Canelo or he'll lose the belt. We know Canelo ain't ducking no smoke, by the way. So I'm not sitting here saying that Canelo has said I'm going to do it. Canelo is one of the only fighters we know. He'll run into a a burning building and try to fight the flames. He's with the smoke. So at the end of the day, I'm just saying at the end of the day, Canelo, there is no there's nowhere else to go. And to be honest, for me, call it a career. Like if you, you beat this guy. Or you at least have one yep. good – we'll do another one. Call it a career. If you beat the guy and it's no competition and you dust him off, then go fight Jamal Charlo, who looked great, and then keep it moving. I'm going to be real with you. I feel like at this point, Canelo should start looking at life like Floyd did. You made a lot of money. You got to a certain point, man. Yeah. Don't do this for too long. Just pick the right joint to keep it flowing. And I think that's what he's doing. And I think he's looking to pick those right fights. And Benavides is the wrong fight because – Benavides is <laughs> a monster. Yeah. Young, he's in his prime. He's got the hand speed. He's hungry. He sees what Canelo wants. And the way I equate it, you know, let's look at fighting as if we looked at the underworld, basically. He yeah. sees the old the old king getting old, getting a little maybe steps are a little slow. And now this young kid, he wants to block. And so now it's his turn. And he wants to take the block. And the only way he can get him up off that block is through violence. And we've all seen Benavides' level of violence and the IQ that he that he has to execute that violence. So I should say that he uses to execute that violence. He's a smart fighter. He's very well-schooled. Uh, at 15, at a young age, he was in those boxing rooms, boxing guys that were already established guys. So right. he's been doing this for quite a while. I think Canelo sees it a younger version of him. And at the age that Canelo's at, he's comfortable. You, you, As you pointed out, he has the money. Why put himself through that risk right now? As I think Tagler once said, it's hard to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go running when you're sleeping on uh, silk sheets. That's we know Canelo got silk pajamas and a whole bunch of cars in that garage. You know, does he really want to put himself out there like that against the guy who's out there eating raw meat, ready to take your head off, basically. I think he needs to do, I think he, and I think he learned from that Floyd. I think Floyd showed him the way. Hey, pick these guys off at the right time. People will say what they want to say, the punish, the critics, that are outside of the ring. We're going to say what we want to say. We're going to have our opinions. But at the end of the day, we're still going to tune in to watch Canelo. We're going to tune in regardless of whether we think this is the fight he should be taking or not. We're going to still tune in to watch. 
We're going to still put that money in his pocket. He's going to keep winning. And just like we do with Floyd now, we still talking about Floyd. We still saying, what if Floyd, that Manny fight should have happened so many years earlier? We still saying, why he pick off Canelo when Canelo was, you know, not in his prime? But you know what? Floyd's going to the bank and he's still proving himself, you know, to many to be the, the, the greatest. Not in my book, but in many, he's still proving, you know, have many people believing he's the greatest. I think Canelo has stole that blueprint. And I think Canelo, I also believe if he's smart, he will stay as far away from Benavides as possible. I do believe, I agree with you a thousand percent. He's uh, going to tarnish his life with the Mexican community. But at the end of the day, he's going to sleep real good when he look at his bank account. Man, Canelo ain't trying to go back to Mexico with that over his head. Uh-uh. Hell. <laughs> you know, well, he's still trying to go home, yo. He ain't trying to go home. Hearing all of this, yo, you ducked him, man. You was this guy, Wolfie Wobble. He's not doing that shit. And I'm going to tell you something. He already got two losses on his record, so he ain't protecting nothing. Even if he take a loss, he's going to only give him respect. He already got two L's. It's not like he's chasing a, a, I'm trying to keep an undefeated career. Go get it. Do it. You already, yo. His three fights against Uh, 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 Tristan, them shits was dangerous, man. For real. Yes. They would a loss is one thing. A hospital stay is another. <laughs> Benavides ain't just trying to beat. Benavides trying to get you a rum over there at the hospital. <laughs> Definitely trying to put him in the hospital holiday in. You know what I mean? Medical center over there. <laughs> well, I feel you. I think, listen, as usual, Dorian Price has the logical, sensible choice. You know what I mean? I'm choosing violence for you, Canelo. I'm not going to lie. I feel like you need. there's no way you could turn to <laughs> You signed up for three fights with PBC. You knew that Benavidez was over. You knew that he was the one coming for you. Pause. And you knew that you was going to have to run into this man if he kept on his winning ways. And both of y'all have. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Well, does he Charlo brother? What's the style? Should he go take the Charlo brother? Is that a better option? I don't think he should see too. But I will say this. If he takes that next, that's the smarter move. But this is why I think he shouldn't do that. People, like you said, word association and branding. When people think Charlo now, they think of a whack fight that he had with his other, with the twin brother. So if you go right for the next fight to be another Charlo, I just think people are going to be like, nah. Even though Jamal Jamal Charlo was successful against Jose Benavidez, David Benavidez's brother, on that same fight, it doesn't really matter. You need a, Canelo got to break up that branding because the the fight against the first Charlo was not popping at all. Look, David Benavidez is scary. It's definitely a, a matchmaking nightmare for Canelo if you're talking about longevity. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Canelo's the same guy that fought Triple G three times. And to, for, to be quite honest, I don't think we needed three. Even though I understood the fans wanted three to make it definitive, I get it. And the money was fat. I went to all three fights. Yes. Okay? At the end of the day, I saw a draw, and then I saw Canelo do his thing twice. So it is what it is. But... David well, you let me this from. Let me ask you this: yeah. You've been you've been backstage at these fights. Have you been backstage and been around Canelo? And if the answer is yes to that, what is the energy? Because you've been in this game so long, you've been around these boxers, you've been backstage. What is the Canelo that you might have seen earlier in his career? Because I don't know. I mean, you've been in this game so long. Yeah. When you earlier in the career being around him to where he is now, do you see the same hunger and fire in his eyes? Because that right there will say a lot. So what is your take on that from the Canelo you've seen that we don't get to see, the backstage Canelo, the Canelo after the fight? 
Canelo's hungry, man. I worked my first fight. Actually, not my first fight. My second fight with Canelo was when he fought Floyd Mayweather, actually. So I was there. Mm. I was in the back. I was in his room. I was in Floyd's room. I was all over. Canelo's that guy, man. I didn't. I went to all the Triple G fights Canelo had. I've been to a bunch of Canelo fights in his whole career. I've been. I've been to Canelo fights when he was with May. I mean, when he was with Golden Boy. I've been with him now as an independent. Mm. Canelo stays hungry. All he knows is boxing. He don't know nothing else. He ain't trying to do nothing else. He loves boxing. I I think like you know about most fighters. If he's not boxing, he's not going to know what to do, because he that routine is what he lives for. This is what he does. You know what I'm saying? So. I feel like for him, what's more important in his legacy is facing all the challenges. So there's no doubt he's a throwback fighter. You know what I'm saying? Period. He's like, Julio Cesar Chavez knew he shouldn't have fought De La Hoya when he fought him. I mean, come on. Yes. Like, he knew his name and the way they respect him in that country. He had to fight. You know what I mean? They calling this guy. And a we ghost. love him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's and he's looking at like they calling this guy a golden boy. He don't even. He's not even from Mexico. He's a He's a California Mexican. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like, there was a lot of layers with that. David Benavides is an Arizona Mexican. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand, like, Canelo's from Mexico. Like, this is where he's from, Guadalajara. You know what I mean? Jalisco, Mexico. So his whole thing is, listen, baby, like, I, I see you talking. I see you doing your thing. I'm the real Mexican. You call yourself the Mexican monster. Mike Tyson gave you that name. You didn't even get your name from the Mexicans. He's going to, if he's mm. going to take on the challenge. Because he knows what that means back mm -hmm. home. And guess what? If he takes an L, it's a respectable-ass L. David Benavidez is a natural super middleweight. To me, Canelo's always nice. been smaller. He just has a lot of compact power. So he's going to be bigger guys mm -hmm. in, in all these divisions. He's He dared to be great, and he's been doing his thing at that. But at the same time, for me, if I'm looking at Canelo and I'm being strategic because he is Mexican, unfortunately, and he already has two Ls, it's, the onus is on you to fight the best especially when it's a Mexico and Mexico battle for bread wise, for pride wise. And because honestly, there's no better swan song if you're looking at it that way. Cause you're already up. He ain't made the fight five years ago, Dory. He could have been left the game. You're right. He got all mm -hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the, he made a hundred million, his last contract with PBC and he's making like, and he made another hundred with the zone. Canelo's cool. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Tennessee, he got, he got all kinds of deals right now. So I'm just saying, to close out, Canelo Alvarez. I'm telling you right now, man. David Benavidez, oh. bust dog. Two fights left. David Benavidez, you dust him up, then do Jamal Charlo, keep it moving. If not, David Benavidez twice, and if necessary, do a third fight. Call it a day. Get up out the game, yo. That's it. You know, he what takes mean? Benavidez twice. There is no third fight. He takes Benavidez once. There is no second fight. I'm a firm believer. As great as Canelo is. Uh, there is going to be no uh, next fight with Benavidez. Benavidez is hungry. Uh, the way he puts pressure on people, we saw the way he broke down Caleb Plant, who is a very slick boxer, very good mover, uh, broke him down, broke down Boo Boo Andrade. I do not think that Canelo is going to be able to keep him off of him. I think eventually he's going to break Canelo down. I think he's going to find that timing. And when he's, when he spots weakness, He's a shark, and I think it's going to be real bad for Canelo. And I think it'll be one of those losses that we're gonna that people remember. We have short term memories that people are gonna look and be like, "Oh my God, yeah. what the hell happened to Canelo?" I agree, and no, I, I think that. But before we check out here, 
I do want to ask you, yeah. Nganu and Wilder, if they are to fight, they're talking about now, this is the move we're going back when we were saying about the PFL. We were going back, and they're talking about Wilder's actually saying he wants to follow in the footsteps of James Tony, hopefully with different results. Uh, um, uh, it'll lose me now. Who is the other guy that jumped in there? Clarissa Shields. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mercy. He wants right. to follow in those guys' footsteps and step into the world of MMA in a mixed rules fight with Francis Ngannou. I think it's a horrible. <laughs> Bad you know what I'm saying? Don't do that, Deontay, man. Listen, I think I, I agree. I think you not even see Francis in boxing right now because Francis actually gave Tyson Fury the business. So we yeah. see what Tyson did to Deontay. I'm not saying Francis Ngannou is the boogeyman in the heavyweight division of boxing right now, even though he's now ranked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is yeah. that Francis Ngannou is a, is a is a is a anomaly that I don't think guys should deal with right now. I think if Deontay Wilder is smart, you go after Anthony Joshua. You know what I'm saying? And yes, that's that's a better fight for Deontay. And Deontay should probably fight that fight overseas, like in the O2 Arena, somewhere huge. Get some real yes. big. Big money, sell out a hundred thousand seats with Anthony Joshua. I think he beats Anthony. What do you think of the Sheiks, huh? The Sheiks in Dubai. What do you think of the Sheiks in Dubai now? The way they're making this move now, and or Saudi oh, yeah. Arabia. Saudi Arabia, yeah. really No, it's smart, man. I mean, I think so. Listen, Saudi Arabia is smart, right? They understand that the oil business is about to. At some point, everybody in the world is gonna have an electric car. We know that we're killing the earth. Okay. And so mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia is like, look, in a few years. You know, by decades time, we're not going to be getting all this oil money in the same way. So we got to diversify. Entertainment is diversification. They know that the biggest export out of America is entertainment and sports. They trying to get some of that. They trying to soften their image, get away from the Saddam Hussein energy and make it more of a tourist destination. They're in a critical place between Europe, Asia, Africa for tourism. They know what time it is and they got the bread right now to bring these fights over there. I think it's a good place for fights to happen. You're sacrificing the American audience. You're, you're sacrificing the American timeline but in terms of watching the shows, but you're gaining the rest of the world. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, we sit in a point in America of thinking that we're the capital of everything, but the world is a big place yeah. and other people with big bread. So I'm not mad. Get that money over there in Saudi Arabia. They're trying to give it out. They're offering soccer players billions. They're trying to get LeBron over there. They're trying to do it all over there. I'm not mad at these guys. I if you, if I'm a, if I'm an athlete, I'm trying to make friends that wear turbans and the sheiks and shit. I'm trying to get this bag because they they giving it away. Yeah, I like. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a smart move. I'm just saying I think Anthony Joshua versus Deontay will be better served in the in O2 Arena or in the UK because Deontay has not fought mm-hmm. outside of America yet. He's about to I think with this next fight he got coming up, but he needs to um. He needs to do a big impact like that over there. And also, there's you got other guys over there like um, what's my man's name? Dillian White over there. There's there's yes. like a lot of guys that have been trying to get at Deontay for a minute. He already caught the L with Tyson, so it ain't about protecting your record no more. I think you beat Anthony right. Jobs. I think you get Dillian White. I think you do all of these over there. UK fans are like Canadian fans for MMA. They love boxing. They're gonna fill up the whole fucking soccer arena. Get that money. Mm-hmm. That's bigger money than yes. here. You know what I'm saying? For Deontay, Deontay, America never chose Deontay Wilder. We never treated him like our heavyweight champion. We never gave him Mike Tyson energy. We never gave him a band of Holyfield energy. We just thought he had a hell of a right hand. And as soon as Tyson Fury started coming to America, 
the white fans abandoned Deontay and started rocking with Tyson anyway. So absolutely, if I'm Deontay, I'm not even tripping on the on America. I'm going over there, get the bag over there where they're gonna appreciate me. There's more contenders that on a, on a level that I am, Anthony Joshua, Dillian White, and then whatever bag Saudi Arabia got for you for some off brand fools that we don't care about, get that money too. But I think his next fight is against mm-hmm. Joseph Parker in Saudi Arabia, so he's smart enough to understand. Get that fight, and then fight Anthony Joshua after that. Big Baby um, is coming. Big Baby Miller's coming back. You got a couple of loud mouths in the game. You know what I mean? But get a couple yeah. more. And then if I'm Deontay, get up out the game. MMA, Deontay don't do it, bro. It's not for you, God. Like, it's going to be a bad day for you. <laughs> Every day. You got, or if, if you're going to do it, you need to go to Thailand, see Coach Dorian, mm-hmm. and get ready for a long journey of training. Have that man's money right. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Dorian's not fucking with you if you're playing games. You know what I'm saying? Because this is some other. Get your ass over here, my south side Phuket. Yeah. Holler at Rex. If he get information, mathematics, get over here. Got me, my boy DJ Jackson. We coach special over here. So we get you right, we get you ready, and you make that move. You don't got us. Hey, we bring flowers to the funeral. I got like three ways to get at Deontay, man. So you're good to go. Actually, four or five. I got you. I know a few a few Deontay people. And shout out to Deontay. I interviewed that man multiple times. And been in Tuscaloosa. Good brother. We want to see you doing your thing, man. Yo, man, hey. Dorian, let them know, man. Southside MMA. Let them know about Thailand. What you want the people to know about you right now? Hey, man, man, you know, Southside, I'm working with my, with my brother, uh, DJ Jackson, the greatest grappler America has ever produced. And uh, let's, you know, uh, 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 beat the whole Dan and her death squad. You know, let's just keep that out there, put that out there. Um, DJ and I are cooking up something real nice over here. Uh, <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm happy. I'm happy to be home. Um, anybody, you know, you know, we building it up. Come over and work. You know, I'm over here still, you know. Little more tame, but still speaking my mind, causing controversy, pissing people off, Hell and yeah. living the good life. That's the right. blessed life, and I'm happy to be. And to everybody out there, to my haters, anybody who's not fucking with me, I'm still alive. Y'all can still kiss my ass. <laughs> Two times, bitch, because you can kiss my ass too. Hey, you're going to see Dorian all the time, man, live from Phuket. We outside. It's that pretty left hook. Biatch, keep tuning in, fool. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.